I'm gonna I'm gonna start off before we kind of get into introductions with an absurd question though. Are you yeah. a wine drinker? I am not. What kind of drinker are you? Oh, tea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's it. It's so wholesome. <laughs> um, okay, my follow-up question to that is, if you were a tea, what oh. kind of tea would you be? Oh, my God. It's so exciting. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? I think I would just be an Earl Grey. You be- Yeah. I think- What's it about of the Earl Grey? I think it's the at-home snuggly... Are you oh, a snuggly great. kind of like warm rug up to the I'm, kind of? I'm a stay home person. <laughs> the, the, my follow up question is that: Is are you an introvert or an extrovert? Yeah, well, like, <laughs> I... <laughs> wow, that sounded like a full explanation to me. Around. Well, I guess, I guess, yes. Yeah, so someone described it once to me. It's like, do you get your energy from being by yourself, or do you get energy from being around people? Yeah. And I definitely would get energy from myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you like your little homebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the Things We Do podcast, a podcast about film life, television, culture, mental health, and all of that fun, jazzy stuff. Today, I've got my special guest and friend, Rosie Meader. Hello. 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 Um, so, Rosie, yes. I'm sure I'm sure some people on the internet know who you are. Um, but tell everyone who doesn't who you are and what you do. Oh, okay. Well, my name is Rosie Meter. Hi, guys. Um, and yeah, I guess I'm a writer, a musician, singer, actress. Um, yeah, creator. Entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which one started first? Where did this? Mm, definitely music. So yeah. Um. So my dad's a professional musician and has been all his life. And me and my brother growing up, it was very much music was the family trade. So yeah. we, um, yeah, immediately taught us. My brother is a jazz guitarist. So wow, started. yeah. So he um, guitar was his thing, and then singing was my thing. I guess yeah. I yeah. was um, there's a many a clip because I was born in. Amsterdam so there's many a clip of me on like a little stage in Amsterdam at I think four years old I think we calculated four years old when I was first on stage so um, are we talking yeah. Amsterdam in the UK um uh Holland yeah Holland. wow mm. yeah so you were born there yeah yeah, yeah, did, yeah when did you move so yeah it's um a bit of a story so my <laughs> <laughs> the family legacy continues <laughs> yeah yeah so my um Dad's a musician. He was touring around Europe, mm. and my mom's a visual artist, so she was touring with him. They were, yeah, going all around Europe, and they landed in Holland and just stayed there for fifteen years because they loved it so much. And had me and my brother there, and I went to school and everything. And then at uh, seven years old, um, came back. So, wow! Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So seventeen years of your life is. Oh, sorry, seven. I don't know. Did yeah, you se- oh, yeah, yeah, no, I said, oh, you se- said I- 17. I was like, oh, no, 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 seven years of your life. Not <laughs> yeah. 17. That is an over exaggeration. <laughs> I, like, oh. I, I added another 10 years. That didn't happen. Um, no, so seven years of your life were over yeah. there. Yeah. And then, so that kind of also explains why you have a very neutral accent, which mm. is, do you think many people have commented on that as not very ochre? Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't. Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, I remember. Growing up, yeah, in Holland, everyone said I had 
the massive Dutch accent. Like even when mm. I spoke English, it was very Dutch. Um, and yeah, yeah, I guess going back, it's quite, um, yeah, that European more, not articulate, but like <laughs> did, like proper pronouncing yeah. stuff, um, which I guess, yeah, has bled over. Um, yeah, because yeah. you definitely don't sound like Ocker Australian, mm. um, which is what you kind of, it, I don't know, I get the sense in Sydney because most people kind of move from the country and they mm. either have a very Ocker sense of vocab. Mm. Uh, like one of my good friends, absolutely just no matter how she talks, sounds <laughs> very Ocker. And I'm like, oh Love my it. goodness, please never change. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like some people just, you know, who grew up in the city just don't. Mm. They don't. They have a very neutral Australian accent. Mm. And I feel like you kind of have neither. You have a very like, if there were a class system, you'd sound mm. like you're from royalty, <laughs> kind of like just very oh, European. Stop. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh sh- yes, give, it, give me all the royalties. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. that's 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 how I'm hearing it in my. I love it. Oh, um, I hope the audience out there. Yeah, oh, my god. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just talking <laughs> shit. Uh, um. So yeah, and then uh, you know the funny thing though was when you were mm. saying that. Did you ever perform in Circular Key when you were growing up? Oh my gosh, did you see me in Circular Key? I would have. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So as soon as we came back, um, because the thing in Holland, they have a no busking policy. They do have certain areas where you can, um, but it's more kind of gigs and stuff. Yeah. Um, Except for they have a day um, every year, which is the King's Day or the Queen's Day. But um, so coming back, it was straight away, like at eight years old, we went down to the key and with my dad and brother and we... Yeah, would play. So we did that, and then we moved to the rocks markets, and yeah. would go there as well. Um, yeah, but that was yeah. I remember walking past, and and no. that's probably where I recognise your face from. Oh my gosh! Um, for many years. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, walking around that area with either my mum or my family, mm. and I always remember seeing uh, the way I remember it was. Oh my gosh! Uh, young girl sitting next to her dad, which I assumed. Yeah you know, was you now mm, looking back yes. at it. And I was just like, who's she? She sounds mm. cool. Oh. Also slightly cute. <laughs> Walk away now. <laughs> Shy boy oh. at the age. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. that's, that's the thing that I remember because I would mm. have been about, I'd say, 16, 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. a while ago. Mm. And then, like, obviously since my 20s, I really just don't venture there, mm, like, yeah. down there as much. But, yeah, it was, it was a f- not that overly mm. long ago yeah yeah um and is that like because how old are you now i'm 21 just, okay yeah. so i would i must have been older than that because we're not that no i would have been older i maybe you have early 20s then because mm. you you would have been in your teens yeah and i'm 30 now, so <laughs> i'm just going minus yeah, nine yeah. years yeah take that oh my god maths okay. um i know i feel <laughs> so old um, no no <laughs> But I mean, like, yeah, it's it's one of those things mm. that you kind of remember a face and you don't yeah. know where you've placed a face oh, before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, that was oh, kind that's of... That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there but you, you must get that all the time where someone's been like, I see your face I and see. I don't... Yeah. I mean, sometimes, but now, now that you've mentioned that, I'm like, you know what? That's probably where a majority of <laughs> that conversation is talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't, you don't, I guess, don't remember... <laughs> Well, Does yeah, it all blur into one for you those years when you went oh. busking and stuff, or does it feel like it was kind of um, all of my 
yeah, I guess since we came back, so when I was eight till I was like 20. So it's yeah. kind of all those every weekend we would go out and um, yeah. And I guess moving from the key to the rocks, that was probably when I was around, yeah, 16 age, yeah. that kind of age. Um, yeah, but it was awesome. I loved it. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. There's always like a good positive outlook. <laughs> yeah. And so Gianna, age, did it ever feel like enormous pressure? To you as well to perform in those spots? Mm, no, it kind of didn't just because I had my dad and brother with me. So I was kind of, we were just mucking around. We were just playing. You didn't even be like, this no. should yeah. sense past the threshold. <laughs> yeah. And I guess because I, but particularly performing with them, I've done that, yeah, since I was yeah. four. So it's kind of this um, us against the world kind of idea, That's cool. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I'd never really felt that pressure. No. Yeah. So when when did the love of acting, when did the next mm. stage of love of creating come? Was it acting or was it writing? Oh, I, I think writing. Um, yep. So when I was probably 14 or something, so I'm going to say this is like my Taylor Swift age. Oh, when really? I, yes. Um, hearing all her songs, I was like, oh, my God, so good. And the, um, <laughs> have you grown out of your Taylor Swift? <laughs> yeah. So that was, well... I mean, I mean, like you the, can never. No, but, you can't cry out of the queen. She's amazing. No, you can uh. never. But um, <laughs> yeah, just that. I remember just sitting in my room, just listening to her albums and being like, so inspired. Um, so yeah, that that kind of grew that um love for writing there. Yeah, and um, because uh, to this day I co-wrote everything, co-write everything with my dad. So wow, would, yeah. So um, I would always bring him my little moody teenage song and he'd be like okay let's let's see where this goes and um yeah yeah moody, <laughs> all right <laughs> moody teenage song yeah i mean yeah how did you i guess because if you always brought stuff to your dad how did mm. that go were you very open with your dad um in terms of like where you were and what your teenage years were going through and stuff like that or was it kind of just like the collaborative creative process were you like this, yeah. you know, this is how I feel relationship-wise with people or, you know, did you have any of that sort of like general conversations that you turned into songs with your dad? I guess it was always just, yeah, through, through speak through the medium of what we were yeah. creating, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, he's always shown me all, all the classics and it, would, it always gives me a new, um, new song to listen to. And I guess... Uh, yeah, I guess that's a form of communication as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I just imagine you and dad, your dad, just like singing to each other, never speaking, just oh, always just, in song. <laughs> just a constant musical. Yeah, yeah. It's I like love a, it. It's like Hamilton, just all the time, <laughs> all though, the time, and yeah. no one ever breaks. Yeah. <laughs> imagine. Oh, that'd be good. That's a good sitcom idea. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, just every other character talks. <laughs> Except you and your dad, that's and that's so it. That's magical. I um, love it. And everyone else just, <laughs> like, and I think the reality of the situation is you just look at these two people who in their heads can sing mm. and hear music to each other, but yeah. no one else can, and they're yeah. just like, why are they screaming no, at each other? <laughs> why are they singing? Why is that a full <laughs> belt right now? Yeah, what, yeah. where's, the, where's yeah. the backing tracks? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, oh. But, yeah, and then, and then obviously came acting. Yeah, yeah, so... I guess acting, yeah. So I have um, a beautiful singing teacher. I've had I had her since, yeah. I guess around that age of fourteen as well. And then um, she's recently retired. But she, 
um yeah i went to her and she's very classical it was very yeah. opera and um of course through that she she was like you should go see les mis so this was like 2014 really? around les mis time and i remember sitting in the kind of dress circle and watching that show and it finished and i was like that's what i want to do it was one of those moments where i was like hang on yeah so um since since then yeah that kind of grew that love because yeah. i was like um it's it's i guess it's always been the storytelling aspect of music that i love so much and mm. when you add that you pile acting and music on top of each other i was like oh, heaven yeah um, yeah yeah that's cool yeah, i mean a... i did that so nothing's felt like an overall challenge though everything sort of very much came naturally yeah i guess so um moving yeah becoming obsessed with musicals i um i went through this program called the talent development project okay and yeah so it's uh they've got two kind of streams so you've got the singer songwriter yeah. pop music kind of stream and then you've got the musical theater stream and i went through that and they were mm. oh, it's such an incredible program um run by peter cousins and it's all about kind of nurturing people through um talent like music and through them, they really spark this kind of even more emphasize this love for yeah. musical theater that I have. And um, particularly songwriting because they have this um, amazing uh, kind of panel of people and industry professionals that come. It was a kind of three month, uh, every month you'd have three days of workshops. So you'd bring yep. in a song and you'd perform it and they'd give you feedback and all that kind of jazz. And yeah, they really encouraged um writing your own stuff. So then I started writing musical theatre songs and that's where that kind of grew. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, so how, how long did that last for? Like, So that I, I actually started probably 2015, but I was in the singer-songwriter group and yep. I um, didn't really – I didn't graduate that one. Um, and then I came back a couple of years and I think – it, I graduated in 2019 and I think I was there year 11 and 12. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then um, the last graduating year was out of school. Right, um, okay. Yeah, so that was kind of the last teenage years of high school, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> now you're a full-fledged adult. Oh, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> never? Never? Is this... Is this... I, you know what? I don't think I'll ever feel... Like an adult? Yeah. <laughs> No, not even when I... <laughs> not even when I have taxes to pay do I feel like an adult. No, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because you recently had a huge thing happen as well, mm. which did that, before we get into that, did mm. that feel like a big rug pulled out from you? Was there a kind of enormous amount of pressure from reality um, oh. to kind of fantasy? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I not so much pressure as excitement like okay that's good absolutely beyond my wildest dreams excitement mm. and yeah yeah because yeah you basically won how much money was it it was 20 grand <laughs> to produce your musical oh, mm. uh, and like what is it exactly about because i sort mm. of know but yeah go into full details of what the competition was and what your musical like how the pitch went because i want mm. i want to hear everything about it oh yes let's go so um so yeah i graduated from brent street in 2000 and 
20, oh, this is terrible. It was, yes, last year, 20, no. 2020 or 2021? 20, 2020, 2020, 2020, we got it, we got it. The bad year, yeah, we got it. Yeah, it was 2020. Um. Yeah, and I oh, absolutely loved it. What an amazing, um, yeah. amazing, amazing course and amazing tutors. Um, so, yeah, graduated from that and they do this, they've started this amazing initiative end of last year and this is the first year that it's run and yeah. it's called the Brent Street uh, Alumni Initiative and Artist Fund and you submit a project, it can be... Yeah, for me, it was a musical pitch idea. It mm. can be um, a dance show you want to work on or it could be um, you're wanting to travel to learn uh, from tutors in York or something like that. Um, it's just giving their alumni funds to go do your thing. And, yeah. Um, so incredible. And, yes, yeah, so my, my pitch was Spitfire Girls the Musical, which is a musical I've written. And it tells the inspiring true story of young female pilots during World War Two, so it's the kind of um, forgotten bit of history there from yeah. the nineteen forties. And yeah, it's just um, such a remarkable true story of these women uh, during the war. And so yes, it was a couple of stages, a couple of um, processes. So the first initial pitch was kind of um, a sum up of your project and. Yeah. Then moving on, you give a presentation. It was like a half an hour um, speech about your project and why you think it's um, so worthwhile. And then, yep, the final stage was the performance, which happened uh, last month. And it was, um, you get 10 minutes to perform a segment from your show or, because it was such a diverse range of people yeah. that applied for it. Um, so... Mine, I put together a couple of songs for my show with a bit of a um, little bit of dialogue bit in between, a little, <laughs> a little bit of, uh, you know, and yeah, and then you put it together for the night and then you also gave a kind of presentation speech for um, uh, industry professionals and they, yeah, they all kind of voted. It was, it was very X factor. They all voted in a ballot <laughs> and then they revealed it on the night, which was yeah, what an incredible night that was. Yeah, because did yeah. you, how confident at the time were you to be like, I've got this in the bag? Or was it very oh. much like, this could be anyone? This could be anyone, very much so. I, um, yeah, and particularly when you see the other performers and their amazing ideas yeah. and amazing pictures, you're like, you know what, coming this far and, um, yeah. Oh, together, like, um, putting together a, 10 minutes of my show I was like beyond yeah it was so amazing to see these actors bring it to life and um that was I was like this is I'm good with this like and I also I also have this thing of if it if that didn't come through I was still going to put it on like I'm yeah it wasn't uh end or end all or be all um yeah I was gonna keep going with it um but yeah, what so crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, like, where does this once basically it's going to be put on, like the whole thing's yeah. going to happen. Mm. Um, is there an expectation date to when it needs to happen by? No. So I guess, yeah, through the process of well, as well of pitching my idea, they were so incredibly um, generous with feedback on how to actually 
formulate something yeah. like that. So the next stage for me is to put on a workshop for it and dates set in for that are July. So in the kind of winter holiday break um, to put on a workshop of it, get a amazing director, amazing cast, um, musical director and put together like a 45 minute cut of the show. And yeah, so kind of in, in its workshop phase. So right. with the expectation of, yeah, not... Right minimal props or that kind of yep, yep, yep. um yeah so put that on and then invite um people to come see it and also film it and then from there um see what the next stage is but um that's the that's where we're heading at the moment that's awesome yes. and then hopefully if that goes well mm. full production kind of thing like yeah. stage it's a very laborious stage. <laughs> i mean yes. it sounds exciting <laughs> but it's it, do you feel like I guess were you the youngest person doing it? Yes, um, uh, out of the three finalists, I was. Yeah, yeah. So did that feel? I mean, because people must look at you, and I think mm. this comes more from you know, it didn't really happen as much in my life. You know, when I was twenty-one, mm. was people weren't nearly as ambitious. They <laughs> they just went, yeah, cool. I'll I'll go and travel for a year and stuff mm. and do things um but i mean what was that sort of enticement to kind of be like i need to you know mm. do all these things and make all these things because was it just naturally like you were just like oh yeah this is, sounds fun and i want to put this story that i've been working on into it yeah i yeah that's such an interesting question i I guess I've always, I'm always just wanting to do, do stuff and, and any spare minute I can find, I'm like, oh, let's do something. Um, and yeah. And I, it's a funny way to think about it, but particularly writing songs, I'm like, oh, it's, it's my happy place. It's like, um, not a hobby, but like, if you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like, gives me the same joy as a hobby. Like, um, yeah. So it never, ever feels like work, which is, I guess. Yeah, and it, it yeah, it always just feels like fun and like I just want to do this and yeah. <laughs> I mean, because your parents are quite creative, mm. was did that very much prepare you for the industry and what having a creative lifestyle was like? Yeah, you know, with just that work ethic of you've got to kind of prioritize family mm. and work and make sure there's an even life balance. Yeah, well, I guess um, definitely. Um, my family's kind of, yeah, work ability and stuff, particularly my brother, like so inspiring every single morning, um, as when we were growing up, yeah, him and my dad, you'd have to, um, well, they'd sit down and do their, an hour of practice. So an hour of scales on the guitar and that's like, yeah, just growing up around that. So I, cause I play bass guitar as well. That's kind yeah. of an instrument. Um. So every morning it was, you do your bass practice and then um, come home from school and I do my singing practice and that's just always the routine. And I, it's almost like this weird way of describing it, but almost like a therapy doing, I feel weird if I don't do my singing practice in a day. It really? Just, yeah. It, yeah. It makes me feel weird. <laughs> so um, yeah, I guess that kind of, that's always been around the house and yeah, yeah just growing off in that yeah because do you still live at home at this point in time? yeah yep 
So mm. is that like going to be a routine change when you do move out and have like, are you, how are you going to maintain those routines? Yeah. Well, it's going to be like <laughs> the first thing on the checklist. Like, are you okay with my singing practice <laughs> every single day? I, I yeah. played bass between uh, eight and nine. Oh uh, like yes. if you're asleep, oh good God. luck. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, because when you're used to that level of routine, mm. that's like, yeah, it's hard to break. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, mm. But it's good that your parents, I mean, did you also see, like, the thing everyone sort of asked, <laughs> did you ever think, oh, the arts is very profitable, I'll make heaps of money? Or did you always go into it going, love is over, like, actual financial security? Yeah, well, um, I just, you know, my family has so many jokes about it and it's always like... um. Yeah, because um, my brother's gone into more jazz guitar and he yeah. we all kind of started on rock. Like that was where we kind yeah. of grew up. And we always make jokes like, oh, I should have been a rock star. We would have been, we would be in a penthouse right now. But um, no, yeah, it's always been, it's always kind of joking around the yeah. money aspect of it. And yeah, very much it's the passion kind of yeah. drive for it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like um, people talk, you know, like, people talk about financial and, mm. and stuff like that and the huge stress about um, yeah. you know, making stuff. Because yeah. art is, unfortunately, in some ways, not always true, but mm. it, it is either a constant struggle for money mm. yeah. um, or it's a producer just suddenly offers you 20 million. <laughs> and you go, yeah. okay, okay, what do I do with all this money that yeah. I don't? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- there's never really like... Uh, in between of mm. what you understand because do you do you kind of in a weird way because of your you know your upbringing and stuff mm. do you value money on art or do you do you value art um just on its own yeah i mean i guess yeah i guess um yeah value art on its own um yeah kind of growing up it's always it's always kind of the money's the second thought and the yeah. project and the art is the first, but then at the same time you gotta live. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's like um <laughs> definitely that fine line for I guess all yeah. artists. Yeah. So because that might, like with this musical and stuff, mm. I assume that sort of like kind of funneled through to mm. how's that work in terms of pay is like is that kind of just towards the production or is, yeah. there, is there a producer that does that work or is it kind of dependent through you of where that money financially goes? Yeah, so I guess I'm taking the role of producer in the sense um, that, yeah, it's up to me. So I, oh, um, God. I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so um, up to me how we spend it and, of course, yeah, drawn up all the plans and everything. But this 20 grand is, yeah, going towards the project. So it's yeah. um, all funneled through that and... Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's because, yeah, that puts a, that, you know, because there's the common argument of pay your crew, don't pay your actors, and then pay mm. your actors, don't pay your crew. <laughs> and then it's just pay no one or pay mm. everyone. There's yeah. no kind of winning to independent, mm. um, like, mm. theatre, film, musicals, mm. and stuff like that. So when you do have, like, a winning streak, mm. and, you know, like, you must think, oh, God, I want to. Make sure yeah. everyone gets everyone a, gets paid like yeah. a fair chunk, mm. or at least no one feels like they're skimped of something out of yeah. the quality. Definitely, um, definitely. Does that mm. make you go and you know just panic? 
Well, yeah. I mean, particularly with my math skills. Oh, really? No, no, no. It's atrocious. Two plus two. I don't know what that is. 22. Yeah, there there you go. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... um, I'm I'm very happy when I've got it all on a budget kind of um, document and I've got it all laid out. That makes me feel much better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I guess it's um, asking people as well. Like I have to, um, yeah, kind of admit my naivety in this sense um, sometimes and be like, I don't actually know how to do this. Can you explain? So yeah, um, there is a bit of that going on. Um, and then once once you learn it, you're like, I can do it next time as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's also such the the in- interesting question of do you pay yourself? As yeah, well, which is like, yeah, yeah. Um, I will be honest, I hardly ever pay myself. No, yeah, I never do, and I'm like, oh, at some point you have to, yeah, you have to make sure you're think own, about it. Yeah, yeah, that your own back is covered. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like every project I've ever done, unless it's like. Uh, you know, I definitely know I'm getting paid mm, and it's yeah. produced by someone else or yeah. someone else has requested. I never really bother. No, yeah. Because yeah. it's like most people I know can't. Mm. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting as well because, you know, when you work in, I work predominantly in um, post work if I do films yeah. and then like, but also just technical things. So they always cost a fair amount mm, when you're kind of yeah. have a skill set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, you know, the better of, performer you are the more your pay grade goes up you know mm, you just do mm-hmm. naturally because you've been in more things mm, um yeah. but then your figure becomes kind of astronomically large and you yeah no one of yeah. any independent film <laughs> can afford you yeah. um so yeah it becomes what is an actual fair mm. thing to pay yourself and yeah what are your values worth because yeah. i had the interesting thing said to me recently, which mm. is if you were paid nothing, your proof is to kind of do the best you can and achieve yeah. the best you can, but being realistic about it. Um, mm. But when you're paid something, you only put a percentage of effort in yeah. because you could be paid 50 bucks to 100 bucks and you'd only be like, well, I'm putting 100 bucks mm. worth of effort in. That's it's like true. that, you know, because you're putting on price value on yourself. Yeah. Whereas if there's no price value, I think people work harder yeah like they work interesting yeah work to 110 120 percent do you feel like that's something you do yourself or do you kind of just not are you just 110 percent worker regardless of what happens i definitely try to be i um definitely if it's my if it's my baby and my my project (laughs) my baby yes (laughs) i'll stroke it in the corner it's fine (laughs) yeah i will yeah, um, go a thousand percent. Um, yeah, but yeah, well, yeah, definitely with um other projects and definitely friends' projects as well. I will try and do everything I can. Yeah, um, but that's that's such an istri- interesting point. It's so true, eh? Yeah, yeah, because it's not it's not straightforward. Mm, it's not it's, a yeah. It's yep. not like. I want to be this place. <laughs> and it's true because I feel like we are caught in this age thing where it's like, when do we kind of mm. like, cause Sydney in particular is such an expensive city. Mm. So it does yeah. kind of 
what's a fair decent wage yeah. of living and yeah. what's a like because obviously you know as an artist you must have side jobs and side things that actually yeah. pay your bills like yeah. what, what do you do on the side that kind of you know, make sure that you're actually not skimmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I work at the uh, State and, sorry, the Lyric and Capital Theatre. Hey. I love yes, both of those. Yes, um, Which is wonderful. I love it. What capacity um, do you work there? I work at the bar there. So, yeah. Ah. So if you want a little Shandon before <laughs> Hamilton, <laughs> I got do you, you. Does that mean you get free tickets or is that a... Yeah, so we get um we get a pre- we usually get a preview show, so we usually get two tickets for a preview one. That's which cool, is amazing. I love um, it. I'm about to go and see Nine to Five. Yes, lovely. Which I'm very excited about. Nine to it's Five is great. Last, okay, I love good. It. Yeah. Um, the last <laughs> one I saw in the lyric. Mm. Um, I was gonna want to see North by Northwest. Yeah, but I missed out. Mm, yeah, um, yep. it was a bit sad because um, I had an injury during that period, yes. so I couldn't actually go. Couldn't go. Oh. So, um, but no, I feel like yeah, those are those are kind of like the prime real estate of theatre. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I worked as an usher, believe yeah. it or not, um, oh, at yeah. the Seymour Centre for three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I know your line of work. It's you know mm. you just you kind of like soak in that that thing of just like oh I'm surprised. Surrounded yeah. by everyone who's creative. Because mm. 90, I think it was like 95% of the people I worked with were either writers, directors, mm. actors, like the list could go yep, on. And, 100%. And only like 5% of them actually wanted that job as their career. Like they were like retirees yeah. ready mm. to be like, I've worked my entire life doing yep. actual work and I'm happy to just mm. kind of spend the last like 10 years here yeah. and then retire. Um, do you feel like that's the same where you sort of like feel like definitely a mixture? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, every conversation like, um, oh, you're a writer at NIDA. Oh, awesome! <laughs> like, um, you're an actor at um afters. Yeah, it's just like so many um creative people, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like, much fun. Do you? I mean, also with Sydney as well. Do you feel as a you know that? like everyone you're competing with everyone or do you feel like you're working alongside everyone Hmm. definitely working alongside yeah I feel everyone is so individual like um journeys and of course I admire and take inspiration from so many um creatives around me um but definitely feel yeah I feel like I've got a got a line and um don't yeah don't peter off <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely like bring in some uh, decoration from other people's <laughs> lines but um yeah are you one of those people who listens to people's conversations and then writes them down oh you virtue <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> and then just jot out and go oh, oh my god all the time yeah. what's it what's the What's the weirdest thing that people will go, that's weird, Rosie, but Ooh. you do mm. as a creative? Because I've got a few. <laughs> oh, oh God, yes, so many. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess it's those things of like, I'll just have a conversation with someone and then after the conversation's done, I'll get out my phone and be like, that was a cool line. I just write that line in. And yeah. Those kind of things. Oh, oh, you know what? One's a good one. Um, I'll be lying in bed. You, you know when you're just about to go to sleep and then an idea hits you? So yeah. I have like an enormous amount of voice memories of just like really husky like <laughs> singing like some random line and then yeah but most of the time they 
those are the ones that turn out to be something. So who knows? I mean, that's that's less creepy. It, mm. it, it just sounds odd. Yeah, it's just a bit odd. Yeah. I mean, like I I remember. I used to get fascinated. I used to, like, I, mm. when I, there was a thing I taught, um, not I taught, I learned from a theatre class I did mm. and was to go and observe people because the best yeah. way you can oh. get character ideas is from observing. Mm. And they, one of the educations was, you know, I was like, I think I was about 22 at the time and they were like, go out and just observe people, you know, because we had to perform a monologue. And I was mm. like, cool. Um, and yeah. I was doing Rowan Atkinson's scene from uh, uh, his pl- um, his like sketch comedy show, yeah. and I was playing the devil scene, oh God, which is a great monologue. monologue. So so <laughs> funny. So um, and there were one. Everyone was like, "We found your character. We found mm. a man who looks oh ex- exactly like how you should play him." And yeah, it was just it was a really weird scenario because I think that also that class really taught me a lot, mm. which was to be comfortable with yourself. Because I feel like, yeah. um, especially as like a male performer, mm. when you are a male actor and, you know, well, and you just don't know the barrier zone to when you should be in performing mode. And I think this still yeah. happens too, to when people feel comfortable mm. and, you know, because personal space and yeah. physical space mm-hmm. and, you know, improvisation is the most intimidating thing, to, you know, because you mm. you can sometimes, when you're performing, people kind of, you know, go, oh, no, it's fine. You can do anything with me and stuff like that. Mm. But, you know, the, the, in reality, you kind of also in the back of your brain go, oh, but can I, yeah, you know, actually touch you and be, yeah. and you be okay and consent to mm. that? It's a very weird thing. And I remember that growing up and being yeah. like, because there was one class where, I don't know what the percentage was, but we were all sort of like, it was sort of breathing exercises. Mm, so they all encouraged yeah. every, you know, everyone to pair mm. up with someone. And I paired up with uh, another girl in the class. Mm. And we both, I was like, oh no, if if you want me to go first to be in front, yeah. that's fine. Because mm. the idea was you kind of opened your diaphragm, yeah, let everything, yep, like yep, all yep. the muscles hang loose mm. and they kind of support you and support your waist. Mm, I was like, yeah. And I let her go first, which yeah. was way less intimidating than mm. I think because she knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And I think whereas if I had gone first, it probably mm. just would have felt very uncomfortable to me yeah. to where we were position-wise. Yep, yep. Because I'm like, oh, God, yeah. uh, I hope this person doesn't mm. sort of feel like yeah. uncomfortable at all. Yeah, 100%. Um, like did you, that ever happen to you going to classes and, and you have moments where you're like, um, you know, performing or something and you're just going, mm. oh, don't worry, don't stress or, you know, it's okay kind of thing and, you know, get that little bit of weird someone going, oh, I'm really sorry if I've mm. done anything to upset you or anything like that. I think, yeah, I mean, I guess like community, yeah, what I've learned is just like communicating is like the yeah. best thing even though it's like kind of embarrassing to be like, hey, um, so it's always like, yeah, just so much better to talk it out, which I'm, yeah, still learning. But um, yeah, just talking about it. and it kind of making a joke about it as well. Yeah, can kind of be so good. Um, but yeah, I I do I totally get that, particularly with drama because it's so, and actors as well. Don't you find like um, you meet them for the first time, they'll give you a hug. So it's it's very yeah that kind of culture, I guess. Um, <laughs> of acting, yeah, very open and very um 
willing to do stuff. And I'm sure if like an average um, person of the street were to come into an acting class, they'd be like quite shocked at how yeah. like physical and um, yeah. And and you'll do a scene and you'll like confess your undying love for someone. Like it's yeah, it's very tapping into yeah um, yeah. I think it's yeah. it's it's also interesting because we've just recently had like a lot of political shifts in the, mm. and you know obviously with the Me Too movement and you mm. know the um, the making work safe space um, work um, safe space. God, yeah. why why was that so <laughs> difficult to say? No, um, but yeah, and and I feel like this conversation because it was something that I remember happened in 2018 mm. and not a bad situation, but just someone was, who was mm. on set and I was running the set and I was like, this person's making people feel uncomfortable yeah. and it's yeah. not okay. Mm. And I just didn't work with them again. Yeah. But I remember ever since then, I was like, no one's allowed to do that on mm. any set. Like, even mm. if it's just a joke or anything, like yeah. any production, anything I'm on with, mm. if someone feels uncomfortable, you know, it's just, yeah. you know, you're on set. It's, Now's not the time to have a casual conversation Mm. with someone about Mm. whether or not they're single or anything like that. You just leave Mm. those conversations at the door. Yeah, leave them for the after party. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, like, um, you know, and I feel like that kind of, yeah, there's been a big line shift Mm. in terms of performing in safe spaces and everything. Like, when do you know you're in a completely safe space or are you still learning about Mm. all of that coming in? I guess so, yeah, and I guess I've been lucky enough so far, um, just always feeling comfortable. I think, yeah, I think the thing is, yeah, just coming back to that communication thing, and mm. once you feel comfortable with people and, yeah, in that safe space, you know exactly what, um, yeah, what kind of boundaries there are and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, and also, like, another point with covid as well it's another layer of like can i hug you because oh, i know people, yeah um yeah. it's it's <laughs> i also think that's happened yeah because normally i'm quite a huggy person yeah but i've just forgotten <laughs> that that's yeah. an introductory thing to do yeah um, it's just yeah because we don't have that engagement yeah. anymore like i I think it was like 20, yeah, it was end of 2020 or, you know, start of 2021. Mm. I was talking to someone and, yeah, it was like another actor. Mm. And I was like, oh, you know, and they just didn't want to hug. And I was like, oh, wow, oh, okay. Yeah. And it was like oh. first time. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it does It does happen. Like, how do you, mm. you know, <laughs> are you one of those people who just goes, eh, 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 eh? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. And I guess not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, even like some people are still doing the elbows, and you're like, oh, I don't. It's hard to, hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. But um. But yeah, love a good hug. Yeah, yeah. you're a big hug. Yeah. <laughs> you're like coming to me and hugs. Not random people off the street. Yeah, you're not allowed. No. No. no, no. <laughs> Only friends. <laughs> um. <sighs> so moving forward, though. Mm. So. You basically now for the mm. next few years is going to be yeah. um, your musical, yeah. hopefully. Mm. Um, where do you see yourself kind of spitballing towards? Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, Spitfire is kind of my main yeah. thing going forward. And I 100% understand that this is kind of a more of like a, a year, so three, two, three year project. Yeah. So it's going to 
to get it to where I envision it. Um, I mean, like, if we're going for, like, the dream, I'd be like, West End, like, let's go. <laughs> but um, New York, you hit it now. Let's go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, definitely to get it to that performance stage with yeah. um yeah, um, would be so incredible. But I'm also just always churning out um, stuff. So definitely got a couple of side projects um, happening, uh, particularly with the writing and, yeah, um, always kind of performing and acting. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but that's kind of the trajectory at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, you, when you're doing all these projects, do you mm. – how do you know that they're worth – your time especially because you say you're a yes person um, but you must be a no person some points oh i'm trying to i'm trying to break Um, the (laughs) no (laughs) um no i kind of i guess at the moment um feel lucky enough to be able to say yes to a lot of projects um but I guess long-term projects are a little bit harder to say yes to just because um, it is kind of hard to navigate where I will be in the next couple months. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I guess I just always feel privileged and lucky when people give me give me stuff. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as a writer, you must think, yeah. when's a bad script? <laughs> You must think that. You must. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I I think there's always stuff that can be found. Um, But I I think the thing that I, that kind of does make me question is when it's kind of, I call it like blockbuster dialogue or blockbuster. um, Oh, really? What's What's block? Yeah. So it's hard to describe. I guess it's the. Um, but you can't leave me because I've always been here. Though I don't know, just the kind of a certain dialogue is so. <laughs> I guess I'm I'm fascinated with character and fascinated with, um, particularly just just how people talk in real life. Yeah, it's just so fascinating. Different dialects and how people communicate. Like we we go on so many tangents and there's so many weird things that we say and, um. So, yeah, I'm always fascinated in, at exploring that. But then I guess at the same time, yeah, just, yeah, character. Like, uh, particularly, like, villainous characters. I'm fascinated, like, why someone would do that or trying to figure out why, how I could, um, like, yeah, empathize with yeah. those actions or how I can find um, how someone would do that. So any time I get a script, I'm like, why why would someone say that? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like... Uh, um, I always kind of think that dialogue is refined by actors mm. and performers. Yeah. Because yeah. it's easy to conjure a scene mm. and then realize that half that dialogue is not needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which seems to be always the way. <laughs> that happens all the time. I know. Because yep. um, you write a lot. Like I think mm. the one thing that people don't understand about writing is you kind of dump you do this big oh, yeah. dump of thoughts yep. and then you send that off to people and people go, that's mm. good, that's bad. And, you know, mm. like they, they give you a very honest feedback and then yeah. you go back and you kind of rewrite. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, look, 
I say this, every story is, you know, like there was something I think Alan Moore said mm. recently in an interview, which he said, um, if you've read good books, mm. also read terrible books. Yeah. Because yep. terrible books have good ideas somewhere in there. Mm. And you will you are not then just copying only the good stuff. You are yeah. seeing the variety of storytelling mm. that actually exists. Yeah. And the reason people make choices. Yeah. And I think that's very, very true. Mm. Because, you know, like I think one thing that I noticed throughout twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one was um mm. certain language that I repetitively used yeah. and um and when to divvy it up and change it. Yeah. Um because you mm. started using less uh normal words and then yeah. trying to kind of expand your vocab and yeah. understand what you know you could adjust mm. whereas a lot of first time writers you can mm. tell when it's a first time mm. script like do you ever look at ideas or scripts and just go this could be an draft. <laughs> oh um i i don't think i I definitely, when I see a script, I immediately have to stop myself because I have so many ideas. I'm like, oh, this could mean this. This could go there. That could go. So I guess in that aspect, I'm yeah. very, um, uh, yeah, a bit, particularly when people tell me it's the first script, I'm like, oh, can I give you this idea and this idea? Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess that's the kind of how I approach that's a new script. Yeah. That's a good approach. Yeah. I mean. I knew it would make that noise. Um, that's a good approach. I mean, like for I'm I'm one of those people who loves suggestions. I love to mm. the cows come home, give yeah, it to me. me too. Um, because if someone goes, "Oh, I love that idea," or "I think mm. this could be tweaked," or "This doesn't," mm. you know, don't fall into formulaic. Mm. Um, love it to the nth degree, and I think uh, the tendency I try to not write. Mm. which I think is courtesy of my mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is the fact that I trend not to write women as just placid. They're not mm. just reacting to what the male characters do. Mm. And I think th- whereas a lot of, not you know, not everyone, but a lot mm. of people like, you know, obviously don't understand how to write women. Or female mm. characters mm. in general. Like, have you have you ever sort of read a character and gone, I can do so much more with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess there is that thing. Um, you get those scripts, and it's um, it's like the female character, and then it's like um, in the character description, it's like seven out of ten, and you're like, hang on, like that's is... happened. Well, I've I've like heard a story of that happening, and yeah, or just like. That kind of language, which I get definitely used um, for male characters as well. They'll just be this, um, the character scripts always get me. It's kind of like, um, like attractive. Um, <laughs> like, Starting off strong, yeah. Yeah, you're like, how do I play that? Um, but yeah, it's, I guess at the end of the day, yeah, I'm just fascinated in human beings and how um, we interact. So it's it's always like, writing different characters like I'll write a song for example for a um yeah for a female character I'm like if I um switch this to a male character and uh change 
or like yeah any any um any human being um it would still kind of carry the same message because it's yeah. a human story at the at the root of it um so yeah <laughs> i don't know if that answers no it does <laughs> i mean yeah. that, i guess you don't follow gender structure then like or gender yeah. specific when I mean, writing i mean it's uh, it's so fascinating doing um yeah like um spitfire girls set in the 40s so it's the gender kind of um stereotypes and the whole conversation around that is so different and it's yeah. um yeah interesting writing from that angle as well um but yeah yeah and i guess um i draw from i just do, do you do you do this when you write you um talk as the characters while you're yes. writing the, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, um oh yeah <laughs> which so, i love <laughs> i think it's the performer in me it's yeah. just it's just you oh my know God. yeah like Ever since I was a kid. And it's funny because mm. I dropped acting how long ago? About eight years ago. And I still do. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because you never truly drop acting. Like, it's not oh, one of those no. things. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't think I could ever perform on a stage again. <laughs> that would terrify <laughs> me. But I think I could absolutely do stuff for, like, short films and stuff. Because yeah, I just, yeah, I yeah. love performing. It's oh, so much it's fun. so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm the, I'm sort of very much the same, and I think I don't know. I tend to. I think that's also I don't follow gender politics. I don't follow gender structure. Um, mm. you know, I add it to my characters. Mm. I add it, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like there's a, but I generally also think you know that there's a there's an element of our society, and uh, you know the society pressure that comes mm. onto. Um, actors and performers to look a certain way and mm. I try to kind of just you know make my characters look however yeah and not really worry specifically yeah how yeah. they look like yeah. does that because obviously you know as a female performer as well does mm. that kind of bother you that everyone's kind of after a look of glamour or you know sexy mm. or do you feel like you know people do, you know just cast you because they're like oh she's pretty not really because of you know talent wise or do you think it's a mixture of both definitely a mixture i think and of course like um recent years and it's getting yeah just so much so much better and it's um or i think a lot of the time character is coming first which is mm. super exciting um but yeah i guess it, yeah it's it's an interesting kind of thing to think about and i think it i think it happens um a lot with everyone as well i yeah. do think there's um well yeah it's like the it's the old thing of like um you see a headshot that's that's the first thing you get so it is uh, immediately yeah. the look and it's um because there's so many so many um actors nowadays um <laughs> i think it's becoming more and more about the essence of the person and the yeah, yeah, you, yeah 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 which is which which i kind of love because that's kind of um nothing else can yeah no no one else can copy your essence and then i guess at the same time it's quite um scary because it's there after a certain thing and if you immediately don't fit that then cut straight away no matter your talent so it's yeah, yeah um kind of interesting both ways yeah i mean it's mm. it's interesting as well because you've you know 
if you do enough research into you, you can kind of find, you know, acting stuff, you can kind of find singing mm. stuff. So it's mm. like a variety of, of stuff, but most performers yeah. don't really have yeah. all of that access mm. where it's like you can look, that mm. they're very talented here or they or they might have just been, because yeah. I, I do agree with you, people kind of go mm. on first face value and they yeah, go, oh, yeah, yeah. that person's okay. That looks good. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you kind of forget what it means to mm. just appreciate everything that kind of goes yeah up and you know and yeah, just definitely. creates your you know uniqueness mm. yeah definitely and i feel there's also um a thing of you'll look at a self tape or something and um you see an actor perform it a certain way and then yeah. you see another actor perform it a certain way you're like okay i'm going to go with option b yeah. but then if you had yeah, if you, if you work with um, actor A and you said, okay, can you do it this way? Then I'm sure they'd be able to do it. But it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. immediately what, I guess it's quickness. Everything has to be, um, yeah, whatever. Um, time is money. Time, kind of. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I'll just go with them because they've got the character. They know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, so it's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, mm. do you think you're a very character actor uh, and that mm. due to writing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> interesting. I, I guess a bit of both. Um, I feel like I'm asking you all the hard questions. I love it. This is good. Um, <laughs> um, You're like, yeah. I don't know what to always... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah, I, um, I guess the first thing, yeah, the first thing for me is to figure out um, what's going on behind what they're doing. And then... Yeah. Recently as well, I've been getting a lot into like, at the end of the day, it is you and it's how, yeah, you can't fight your essence. So whatever, um, let that just come through and live completely in the moment and then have the uh, emotional intent of what yeah. the character and what the scene and everything like that. Do like do your homework, but at the end of the day, drop it. and Do your homework, yeah. children. Do your <laughs> no, homework. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, I know, I know that feeling as well. Because mm. I mean, like, I definitely, as a kid, was very interested in character. And, yeah, you know, than, me too. Than mm. performing wives and mm. you know, studying film and you know. Yeah. And I feel like if you, you know, like I grew up in Arthur Miller's plays mm. and stuff like yeah, that, and I was yeah. taken to the theater often to either see musicals mm. or anything like that. So, I mean, for me there's always been a love of performing and yeah. being creative and, you know, and people being silly, mm. which is oh, the whole point yep. of performing. Yep. Um, but people also do this thing where they take it incredibly seriously, mm. which is the other thing that kind of baffles me. Yeah. Um, because as a performer as well, it's kind of fun to switch in and out of having a silly version of mm. your character and then just playing it completely straight and not – and I guess, like, because yeah. uh, when I write, I, it's easier for me to remember scripts when I write them myself. Mm. Oh, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> harder to remember when people, other people write them. But, yeah. you know, I'm generally pretty good at remembering, you know, the gist of things and, mm. you know, going off the cuff and being able to do that. Yeah. How good are you at remembering other right. dialogue? Mm. Or do you go off things verbatim? Do you um. kind of, like, experiment or go verbatim when you do characters? Oh yeah, it's um, it's definitely um interesting 
different people have different ideas. So some, yeah. yeah, some people be like, okay, you can kind of skate around the lines, but then the other people like to the punctuation, do it, um, <laughs> do everything, <laughs> everything. <Yeah. laughs> um, but do, I guess... If you deviate, I will shoot you. <laughs> yeah, which is like okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess I've um, kind of lucky have a bit of a good memory i guess you'd say um so i'm yeah uh quite easily will pick up stuff which is yep. which is good um and yeah i i do always find in the kind of rehearsing of it find it very fun to play around and just even even oh particularly i remember doing this was a technique with like shakespeare it's like say the monologue in your own words yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. just improv it um and then yeah going going back to the language and then putting it back in and for the yeah for those old um older playwrights like arthur miller and stuff the dialogue is just so kind of profound and gorgeous that you just want to say it exactly how it is you're like oh yeah Yeah. i also feel like arthur this is the thing like some playwrights like shakespeare and arthur Mm. miller you have to say yeah a certain way it's like Mm. um if you look at the old greek tragedies and stuff Mm. you have to say them in a certain way otherwise it doesn't make sense yeah yeah yeah, like the narrative falls apart Mm. um whereas i feel like modern interpretation of things yeah uh as long as you have the gist, mm. um, then you should be okay. Yeah, and and sometimes, um, like improv and how we naturally communicate is the most exciting stuff. Yeah, you couldn't write that, so it's yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the most, what's the most ludicrous thing that's happened to you on stage? Have you ever oh, kind of like gosh. completely forgotten something or gone? Well, that is my recurring nightmare, but um, no. (laughs) Nothing yet. (laughs) Well, oh, I'm trying to think of the best story. What do I have? Um, (laughs) I, I'm, yeah, surprisingly, I haven't, touch wood, I certainly would, no. (laughs) It's made of glass. Oh, that's good enough. Touch glass, Um, there you go. Touch glass. I haven't done any, yeah, I, I tend not to forget lines, which is, so, yeah, not yet. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh, but, God. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess I guess there's things like tripping and stuff, which is always fun, um, like tripping on stage. Um, I'm glad you clarified. Yeah, yeah I was like, uh, just got to like, double check. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Falling well, over my shoelace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But I, I, surprisingly, you know what? It's going to hit me like, yeah. In the morning, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have told that story. Spitfires. But, yeah. Will, <laughs> Spitfires will come back with some killer stories. Yes. Um, um, but yeah. I mean, like, have you ever, like, completely fobbed lines on stage or anything <sighs> like that? Or, in a, uh, like, or is it easy to fob lines in films? <laughs> Ooh, you know what? Not that I can recall. I don't. Maybe rehearsals, like, but then that's always funny because you just laugh at it. You're like, oh, what was that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, surprisingly, not that I can remember. Of. Yeah. 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 I'm always just two in my head without getting the lines. <laughs> I just, like, yeah. learned so much about your anxiety of, like, oh, dreams. Oh, oh, yeah. Because yeah. you are you were quite an anxious person in general. Are you quite confident? Like, what kind of person are you? Ooh, you know what? I'm I'm very confident if I know I've done <laughs> done the homework. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very kind of 
like this will probably sum it up like I wake up in the morning and I like write a list of like to the dot what kind of each hour is going to entail um so very kind of is that like that's by the book organized yeah I guess I mean (laughs) I don't know if you need a psych ward for (laughs) that level of organization revealing Selena um yeah so I guess that kind of thing of very time frame and very kind of everything on a schedule I guess um yeah I mean, yeah. that's great. I mean, yeah. Is, I guess everything sort of came naturally because your dad and your mom kind of kept you to a schedule anyway. So you kind yeah. of just plan out your day according mm. to an organized flow. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I'm kind of, I'd say I'm the most like that in my family. Definitely there. Um, I, I always find this funny. Like they're very much um, nighttime, stay up late um get up late and then i'm very much kind of go to bed and then i in the morning's my like go time what um, what time do you normally get up it's usually um like 7 30 oh, sorry seven o'clock i start my start my stuff can yeah. i just say you look so refreshed <laughs> stop it <laughs> you're like i'm wide awake. i've been up since 6 30 and i'm like huh? oh. <laughs> oh yeah i kind of I guess yeah. Whatever floats your boat, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's that's dedicated because after this, mm. you're basically going to a film thing, mm, and yeah. like that's insane that you're going from one thing to the next thing. Because when's mm. that meant to finish? When's that meant to wrap? Oh, I think I think we're doing a juicy one tonight. I think we're going till like twelve or one or something. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Getting up later yeah. tomorrow, is that the plan? Yeah, yeah 100%, 100%. Like, <laughs> get, get them hung. eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Are you, <laughs> yeah, how does that work? Because you must be going to bed all over the shop, and like in terms of hours. Do you normally try and get yeah, eight hours? A day? I, I generally try to get eight or seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the worst hours of sleep you've gotten? Like, what's the minimum? Ooh. What's the Ooh. minimum you can run on? Oh, I can. Well, I guess it depends on how many days you run on that schedule <laughs> but like i guess for for one day i could do a i could do like a couple of hours sleep and a couple of hours yeah but one day and then i'd like crash yeah i mean i, <laughs> I feel sorry for you even tried that i can do four hours yeah. minimum oh yeah yeah i can do i've yeah. functioned on three days of four hours oh my god yeah. uh, coffee or coffee and mm. Uh, just sheer adrenaline. Yeah, I was quite. Yeah. You know the the interesting thing is though when I I've realized once your body kind of gets to a certain point, it mm. starts to sweat unprof- like weirdly because oh, um yeah once it's not mm. had enough sleep it just kind of it just panics panics <laughs> kind of yeah. it's doing anything it can <laughs> to stay awake and it's just like yeah. what? what um yeah, yeah. so it's it's good. <laughs> yeah I feel like I revealed a lot about what's happened to me when I don't um, makes sense makes sense I know right yeah. mm. so this is my next question to you yeah. because you you know are you, are you a history buff are you a history <sighs> nerd yeah. So is this why Spitfire? Yeah. So is this why you dress like you're from the seventies <laughs> and write musicals set in the forties? Like, is this a kind of a vibe that you go for? Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to figure out where it comes from. But I, you know what? I think I got it. Um, okay. <laughs> I think I got it. I I absolutely love uh, old school music. So um, yeah, like old jazz and 
um yeah even like 70s and i mean love joni mitchell and um all those beautiful musicians um so i guess yeah i've always been fascinated mm. with that and then through that yeah but i i'm very i love history love history and i think i guess it goes back to as well um yeah just human beings and mm. understanding them and um like have you seen those old um kind of revamped videos of like the the 40s and stuff and they've recolored them and oh yeah oh, yeah yeah just candid kind of people walking on the street i'm like oh love that stuff yeah um yeah yeah um but then yeah spitfire girls as well um i can't remember it's kind of where the story of where i came up with the i well found the idea um i was yeah i don't, I don't think you came up with that actually. yeah it was, yeah it's historically yeah it was a very historical <laughs> research yeah. i made yeah. a history event and it was very exciting <laughs> And I came up with this war between yeah. the political powers. <laughs> yeah. it's like, don't worry, guys. It didn't actually happen. The war no, never happened. No, no, World no. War Two. That's a that's a myth. <laughs> it's a myth. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I was on the on this kind of as you do internet wormhole one day, and I found on this Reddit or on Wikipedia. Oh, you know what? Oh, I want to say you like Pinterest. <laughs> Can I say Pinterest is a worry when you get deep into it? Oh my it's god! Just, you just keep clicking. And, I know. Yeah. I've got a whole mm. album oh, full of like yeah. 19, 1920s, 1930s oh. vintage. Um, it's Heaven. one of my um, mm. obsessions to do oh. and black and white oh, on yeah. film. Uh, so good. Yeah, it's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I need that in my life. And one of my friends owns a film camera. It's beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, and it's also that thing. Well, I guess this is any internet thing. But you never reach the bottom. Like Pinterest has no bottom, so it's no, like it's always a- <laughs> just trying to find. <laughs> you can never reach it, but it's kind of that thing if you want to reach it. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't worry. If Rosie end? has tried, <laughs> if you have not invested that much time, Rosie cannot yeah. help you. <laughs> yes, yeah, guys. Um, um, but yeah, it was well, it's one of those ones, and I came across this black and white image, and it was this really cool girl um just leaning up against this like airplane it was a spitfire and yeah. it was um she was so cool and like hair was blowing and i i was she obviously obviously was in the kind of pilot jumpsuit and i was like i had no idea that there were female pilots around this era and yeah. i kind of from the from my deductions i was like okay it's got to be kind of 1940s vibes um and then I clicked on the image and then just read this story. And then two hours later, I was like, oh, my God, I want to write a musical about this. Um, and then I kind of, because I was in the middle of writing, kind of producing, putting on another kind of my first musical. At that time, when I found this image, I kind of just let it settle in the back of my yeah. mind and let it marinate for about a year. And then... Um, COVID lockdown hit and I was like let's go um, so yeah I wrote it in the in the lockdown and um, yeah that's where that kind of that's insane came from yeah that's great though mm, it, it was kind of heaven just to sit at home and write I was like oh that's this yes. free time I have yeah. that I can actually focus yeah because um, I mean like you know yeah female pilots in the 1940s mm. and you know the second world war and everything isn't broadly talked about no and it's very 
you know, there were a lot of them. Mm. There were actually quite a few female yeah. pilots that did various different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that seemed to have been forgotten. Yeah, it was. Um, well, it's a fascinating thing watching old interviews of like these women, um, like eighty-year-old women telling this story, and they're like to these interviewers, it's like this is the first time I've ever told anyone this story. It's kind of the war ended, and everyone wanted to forget it ever happened. Yeah, and um like yeah went back to those traditional roles that um, yeah. they had had before the war and it was um kind of all the more devastating because you've had so some of these women describe the war as the best years of their lives and i'm like oh that's such a kind of juxtaposition to what you think yeah like you're in the midst of this world tragedy and yet they had this opportunity to fly which they never never would have had and um yeah and then coming out of it it's like immediately they were given like a notice of like thanks for your time but um can't do this anymore yeah. and which is yeah just so devastating and um uh yeah a couple of the pilots like one particular one that she was the first book that i read um jackie mogridge and she she went on to become the first um female pilot to do a kind of international um what do you call it like when just uh people are in the plane so like a um um Instant. Int- yeah just like passenger flight um, oh okay yeah um i don't know what the technical term yeah. is but oh it's like a yeah something okay. um <laughs> and then rosie yeah, sound like she really knew what she was talking <laughs> i was going so well but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so she went on to do that but of course yeah. it's um yeah it's just such a such a fascinating story yeah. i mean like i think that's yeah the, that's the thing as well because we talk about world war Two as being you know uh, the eradication of a lot of jewish culture and stuff yeah, like that and um you know that like i guess that's what predominantly it's referenced as yeah, and definitely. the same with world war one you know you reference yep. the tanks and the trenches mm-hmm. and everything like that yeah um yeah you don't really think about the female pilots that mm. were helping and and there's also i think what we discover mm. over the tours of you know probably even more so now yeah. with some of the you know like world war one's over 100 years old and yeah. world war two is close not that far to mm. being 100 years old and yeah. wow. um, and you know like we look back at it uh, as these prime eras of history mm. as being like great for storytelling but then mm. for years we only saw the same and same stories and now That's there's so actually so many more stories coming out yeah. years later yeah. um of all these you know people coming forward about their mm. families who have obviously passed away because yeah, 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 um yeah. you know they would be over 100 and you know like i think mm. the, recently it wasn't that long ago when the first the last person of world war one yeah. passed away yeah. and now there's no one alive mm. who was involved in that war and yeah. it's just you know fascinating but fascinating. i I think also then you can extract all these stories that mm. were never told mm, yeah. and realise that there were so many compartments, yeah. uh, compartments to it. Because it's the same Definitely. with we look at, you know, medieval history or we look mm. at, you know, like, um, you know, the, the, I I just think that, you know, hopefully in many hundreds of years, you know, the Australian um, history will happen where, you know, they will yeah. look in the Indigenous culture and actually mm. find records of stuff where you know they can talk about what happened mm. before colonization yeah. happened and you yeah, know stories yeah. that actually 
happen you know you know we talk about um also uh you know the continental drift and everyone originating from africa and then sort of like spreading out Mm. so you know if you look back hard enough at history there is like an interesting aspect to it but also what i think is interesting particularly about world war ii is there's a lot to do with faith there's a lot to do with god faith Mm -hmm. and people's loss in faith yeah because true. of the tragedies that happened i mean yeah. are you a person who is very religious or are you very much like an atheist yeah I, w- I never never grew up um with religion um but yeah it's it, oh, it's such a fascinating um yeah. thing to think about and um yeah and particularly the yeah the devastating sides of it um, yeah yeah and then and then also it's the thing of the mindset of these people like no one's going to be um like an atheist if you're in in a trench about to be shelled you're going to be praying to something it's like it's this human thing of yeah just wanting something out there that's looking after you or looking over you and um and i guess this question uh which you have growing up is like purpose like what yeah legacy and how do i fit in this cog of the world and yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's um the thing that you sort of don't think about as you know and it's been discussed many times but Mm. you know like the fact that you know they scientifically think that the earth sun is going to expand in a billion Mm. years and Mm. by that point no one would be on the planet you'd assume but um you know, things like that where it's, you know, you do wonder how the universe started and how, yeah. the, you know, how life started. Yeah. It's such an mm. – but I do agree with you because at the end of the day, like, I said to people, like, oh, you're atheist. And they go, yeah. But then something last minute, they're going to pray to something and yeah, they're going to believe in something. And mm. because I think we don't like the idea of our own mortality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. we don't like the idea of an end. Mm. Um as just mm. existing and that's it and you know does that yeah. kind of quander you at any point of writing stories as well that you know you know because mm. how do you harness the positives and the negatives like yeah, how do you so kind true. of juxtaposition those in into a story yeah well it's definitely that thing of um well you can't have any darkness if you don't have any light and you can't yeah. vice versa um but yeah this question of um legacy is, is so fascinating because it's um yeah to build characters on Particularly, yeah, it's kind of why, why, why do painters spend their whole lives painting and working on a masterpiece? It's because, um, on one level, it's so that that will be that will remain and that will be remembered, and people will yeah. look at that and you'll be remembered as someone who actually existed and not just, um, yeah, float away on the breeze. Um, and it's it's yeah, it comes back to like um, things of why why do people pass down rings? It's like well that attaches to a memory and you remember that that's yeah. the, from that person and yeah it's this human thing of wanting to wanting to make some kind of mark and be remembered in some some way um yeah i mean yeah i think i you know like i have two teddy bears somewhere at home mm. at my parents house one of them was my dad's and one of them was my mom's and i yeah. don't think even after um anything happens to them yeah and and I have kids. I think definitely mm. that's going to be something I sort of tell them about yeah. and be like, these are your grandparents. Mm. Um, and then obviously like things that, um, you know, mum got from gran or yeah. my dad got from his mum. You know, just hand those over. Because mm. I mean like, yeah, legacy is everything. And it's yeah. such a weird 
like thing mm. that you don't come, you know, you, you sit there and you go, you know, and especially when you're young, you don't, yeah. th- we have this long life ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, you know, it starts to kind of click mm. our legacy and what happens next, mm. you know, because do you think, are you planning to be a, a parent one day? Is that your yeah, overall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, is that your plan to be like, make sure legacy happens to them or are you kind of just like in the back of your head going, see what happens and, and, and just hope they enjoy whatever happens. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely in that, um, mindset, I guess, but yeah, but when I, uh, reflectively look on it, um, I'm sure, I guess that's where like passion and drive, it's like Mm. what's motivating that. And then, um, yeah, sometimes do look at that. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's like psychologically analyze myself. <laughs> Be like, what's happening? Um, do it, do yeah, it, do yeah. it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's um, it's like also writing and acting. It's you when you become more kind of intuitive into the human side yeah. and what you think about. You definitely start to reflect on your own life. Yeah, and um, particularly like like tropes, like a hero's journey or something. There'll be like a trope of um. Uh, an, an old wizard that leads you the way. And I'll look at my life and I'll be like, oh, that person was kind of my person yeah. for that. It's like you kind of look at your life as a story. Yeah. Yeah. I d- Fascinating. <laughs> I think that's very true because, I, I mean, I look at everything and just go, hmm. Yeah, story. Yeah. Story. There's yeah. always a story always, in Always, yeah. You've you, you got to work at it, mm, but you yeah. find a story in it. Yeah. There's a story in everyone. Yeah. Um, one of my final questions, though, mm. is is about social media and mm. also about, you know, how much the true Rosie is on social media versus mm. the real Rosie behind behind the scenes. How yeah. much of yourself on social media do you, do you validly think is, is your true self versus, like, are you a very transparent person online? Yeah, I guess. Um, I get, yeah, everything I do on social media is complete truth, but then it is the best aspects so it's always the highlights so it is the truth of how I feel in those moments and yeah everything in that sense um but yeah it it is very much um yeah yeah the highlights and also it's so fascinating nowadays um like particularly Instagram is kind of your new CV your new headshot like it's um if you're on a job or anything and I do this as well. If I'm working with someone, I'll just look up their Insta and be like, oh, what, what are you about? Like, what's, um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like what you've discovered on my Instagrams must be incredible because I have five. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but but I do, um, at, the, at the end of the day, I do love just having a play and having a laugh. So um, I do as much as possible try and emulate that on um, social media, but I, um, I guess as well, I'm very fascinated at, um, visual stuff. So like art and everything like that. So uh, Instagram for me is kind of like a painting. So I want it to look a certain way, if you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so yeah. And, and also like filming stuff for myself and creating content for myself. Um, yeah, very much love getting, making it as artistic as possible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like the way you were using your hands was like describing a vase. Yes. And I was like, 
I love yes. that no one could see what Rosie's doing right now because all I'm seeing is yes. you just turning just a like... screw or some sort of vase and opening a jar or something. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yep. Uh, <laughs> an interpretive dance going on over um, here. Have you ever done in, in dance classes? I have, yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. Oh, my God, the best. What, what yeah. kind of dance classes have you done? Well, yeah, at Brent Street it was like um, full-time, so... um. Everything under the sun, um, ballet, jazz, theatre. Um, I love a good tap. Tap is so tap? much fun. I love tap. I mean, I'm not the best, but um, it's very fun. Um, and then, yeah, of course, I love a good bit of hip hop and like, yeah. Can you pop and lock? Do you know pop oh and lock? Of course. Can you actually pop and lock that? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> but I just like to dream. <laughs> yes, you know. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I will say I love that you brought a book. I don't know how many of yes. answers we actually got out of the book. No, well, like I just wanted to make sure. No, a lot of them we did cover a lot. That okay, I wrote good. Down. I'm yeah. very happy that we covered the books because Rosie rocked up with this amazing book, just filled with notes and facts that she did not oh. want to get wrong. Um, <laughs> but no, it's been an absolute delight. Thank you yes, for coming on. Thanks so much. Um, where can people find you, Rosie, on the internet? Where can they stalk you? Yeah, well, head over to my Instagram art collage. No, um, yeah, just anything. Um, I've got Instagram and um, website all under Rosie Meter. Yeah, and YouTube, Facebook, all that jazz. Go yeah. and stalk her. Go and find her. Yeah, have a good time. <laughs> but no, thank you, Rosie, for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. Um. And if you want to go and check out more episodes, you can check them out on Apple and Spotify. I'll be speaking with another guest next week, and I'll speak to you all later. Goodbye. Bye.